Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Who's asking? I'm, am I asking me if I'm ready? Or am I asking you, the listener, out in outer space, in your cars, on the elliptical, if you're ready? It's a hypothetical question. Nobody knows the answer. If I'm asking me, I guess I'm ready. And I know. I know. Nobody asked me. But please, do not call anything baby if it is not your literal living, breathing baby. And you know what? While we're at it, don't call anything your daddy if it's not your living, breathing daddy either. Is it that complicated to understand? No! Welcome back to another episode of the Buttonista Podcast. It's me, your 518 Buttonista Fashionista Taylor Miriam Rayo, hitting you every week with all sorts of irony because when I record this show, I am in my safe space. I'm not often dolled up in my fancy clothes, in my Rent the Runway, in my Zara from Crossgates Mall. I'm in my sweatpants, my sweatshirts, sipping a Miller, enjoying talking into the abyss in my tiny bedroom for all of you to listen whenever, wherever, however you please. But it doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It doesn't matter really what I'm doing because no matter what the circumstances, you can always enjoy it with a Miller Lite. You don't have to be any type of way to sip a 96 calorie Miller Lite. I'm going to be serving them up as the signature cocktail at my Halloween party coming up this weekend. We'll get to that in a little bit. But why can't a Miller Lite be a signature drink, a signature cocktail? I just opened up a bag of salt and vinegar potato chips today that I found in my pantry that came from a wedding that I went to recently. It was part of the hotel welcome basket. They had his favorite salt and vinegar chips, her favorite Chips Ahoy, and you bet I was absolutely delighted to find that little bag of goodness today when I needed a snack. That's what Miller Lite can be. It can be your favorite thing, what you want to instill the value of in others. When you think about Miller Lite, if you see it at a baseball game, on a commercial, a billboard, I want you to think of me. We are one and the same. And anybody that comes to my party this weekend, instead of icing them, Maybe I'll just hand a Miller as soon as they walk in. They can get ready to go a couple buttons deep, hopefully showing off all of the October 30-31st themed Buttonista fashions that I hope to see coming soon. A lot of teasers getting into today's show, so we'll kick it off with the Buttonista's first Halloween. What do I mean by that? Well, the Halloween season is approaching. It's a short season, though. If you remember... A few weeks back, we talked about the significance of getting pumpkins and doing all the fall things. Travis, Travis, I want you to play all the small things on my ass. Hopefully you've been all binging the Kravis TikToks that I've been seeing, people imitating Kourtney Kardashian and all the things that she says to now fiance, Travis Barker. I digress. You got me on the pumpkins. You got me as a homeowner, somebody that was more excited than I thought I was going to be to decorate for the season ahead. Halloween, though, has never been my thing. I had a couple killer costumes in college, group ones, solo ones. But to me, Halloween, from a party perspective, always had that New Year's Eve type of feel where... You were super excited. The expectations were high. The plans were set far in advance. And there was a lot invested into the night. And you didn't always get that back out. I never remember a Halloween that was absolutely off the charts. In fact, I probably could have gotten there in college, but they were the Halloweens that I didn't remember. So be it. I'm an adult now that owns a home and... Because I I do keep it on the low, but I Airbnb my house every once in a while in our prime location in Saratoga Springs. It's great. It's another side hustle that I've really come to enjoy. But we realized it would be important to not open up 
Halloween dates because you never know who's going to come in and throw a party at your place. So that spiraled into this idea of my boyfriend and I, and of course the senior botanista, because she's always involved, into why don't we have a Halloween party? And another recurring theme that you feel and you hear is that I'm getting back on board with some things that I was never a huge fan of. You know, holidays in general being one of them. Um, I don't have the opportunity to host a lot of family because I don't have a lot of family in the area. A lot of my friends live out of town, but I've come to embrace that situation and try to create opportunities to host in this new chapter of my life that I've been living for the last, you know, six or seven months or so. So I, not so reluctantly, actually, the opposite of reluctant, whatever that is, um, I eagerly agreed to host a Halloween party put together a little Facebook invite, started brainstorming the costumes, the decor, and we're less than a week away now, and I'm getting very excited for it. So my boyfriend and I spent the weekend at the Senior Botanistas this weekend, and we wanted um, to host. I sent a funny group text that was like, okay, what time is the Halloween party planning committee meeting? Because we need to get our act together. We need to make sure that this party is um, of a low caliber HGTV quality. I want it to be great. I want it to be memorable. Um, But before I get into kind of the decor, the costume prep, I'm sure some of you can agree or um, relate to this. Having a party is like all fun and games. Like I was so excited to, you know, put the idea out there, start inviting people, start coming up with the concept. But really, it's so hard to guarantee that people are going to show up to your party. And I'm not being, um, you know, like, woe is me. I'm not being a Debbie Downer. It's just really freaking hard to make people promise that they're going to show up somewhere. If you have been a listener for a long time, I've floated the idea by what I did a few years ago for my 25th birthday party. I literally hosted an open bar birthday party at the Bradley where I mailed out invitations, I got RSVPs via text, and I paid for everybody to come drink because I knew if I was going to just casually throw a party, say, hey, I'm going to be at this bar for a few hours to celebrate my birthday, it wasn't enough pull to get people to go. And this was way pre-COVID. This was just my friends lived out of town. I wasn't going to you know, make people make a three-hour trip home just to celebrate me. It wasn't really about that. It was really about, again, creating a situation where I could get people together, have a really good time, and celebrate with people that I wanted to be with rather than just like who was down the street, but like the whole freaking shebang. Um, I think I went into debt after that party, so I'm not advising you to throw an open bar and go that many buttons deep just to have a good time with your friends. But Coming out of the pandemic, trying to throw a party and get people excited about it without some major incentive or like, oh shit, reminder, like a freaking invitation on your um, refrigerator. It's hard to say, like, how many people are going to come? You have, I would say Facebook invites are probably like 70% reliable, maybe not even that, maybe like 60% reliable. I mean, if you're RSVPing to like a book signing on Facebook, are you really going to go? a party? Are you really going to go? So I'm a little nervous about that going into it, which leads me into the decoration and the theme and all of that because I didn't want to break the freaking bank trying to throw a Halloween party. One, because I don't think I'm going to be the type of person that leaves Halloween decorations up all fall. I got into the fall stuff, like I said, the pumpkins, the gourds, whatever. But I'm not really into like the spooky, the graveyard, all of that stuff. Maybe, but not yet. So I didn't want to spend a lot of money on the prep. And that's where the freaking dollar store comes into play. You can get all your silverware, paper plates, napkins, and some really cheap, you know, Halloween themed stuff. So I went there with my mom. I mean, I spent $37. So I got 37 freaking things for the party, which is great. I mean, I would say that's actually a pricey trip to the dollar store. And I'm sorry, whatever makes the video recap that I do. Yes, I have a glass of wine in my hand. The Millers 
are a little warm. They were in the um they were in the fridge preparing for the party. They started warm. They stayed warm. And since it's a little cold out, I am sipping a wet. Oh God, I am sipping a wet wine. And I didn't go to speech class when I was little, but I am sipping a wet wine, and I love it. I love wet wine so much. Wet wine is one of my favorite things to drink in the fall. And I'm not doing a speech impediment here. I'm just using the letter W as many times. Because we know I've offended people a time or two around the block. Another foreshadowing, but oh my god, foreshadowing? What's wrong with me today? This is like my third sip. Speaking of, shout out to everybody that is digging the first sip club. I'm going to start Venmoing some little coffees out every week if you post it and you share it. And don't forget... Excuse me, sorry. Don't forget, while I'm on this red wine aside, the first sip can be anything. It can be a coffee, it can be a beer, a cider, a seltzer, it can be wine, it can be a shot. So don't just give me that first thing in the morning stuff. I saw a couple Saturday, Sunday football posts tagging the Botanista. That's what we need to mean more of because we are first sipping the day away until we chase Friday and we can sip for pretty much 48 hours straight on something during the weekend. Anyway, expensive trip to the dollar store, $37 later. I feel like I got enough um, starting to piece together how I want to decorate for the party. But it's not all about the decorations and the food and the drinks and all of that. I'm, I've pretty much nailed hosting down for that. I always make sure there's plenty of everything. I saw my mom and dad host dozens and dozens and dozens of times as a kid so I love putting all the special touches I love getting the house ready the lights and the candles set praying for good weather praying we can be outside so my new rugs don't get ruined Um, but really it's all about having fun hoping that people from all of our different friend and family groups come together for the party that's another big thing for me hosting wise is I always say Uh, a true cliche that will never be old or never get stale is the more the merrier. I love having friends meet friends from out of town, in town, work friends, you know, whatever. I love everybody getting together. So I'm looking forward to that. And I hope everybody freaking eats my Facebook invite up and they all show up because that's what I need. It's a good confidence booster, a good morale and a good dollar trip store, uh, dollar store trip well spent. Now to the costumes. I mean, I think you guys know what kind of person I am. I'm not the sexy Halloween costume kind of girl. The last time I did anything remotely sexy on Halloween, I was a pun and I was a spice rack. So I basically just wore a tight skirt and a bra that had spices attached to it. Very punny, very cute. I was not sexy in college. I'm not really sexy now. It's not working. I listen to Way Too Sexy by Drake in Future every day. I just hope it's going to seep into my bloodstream, but it hasn't yet. Hopefully, a few more months of metabolic workouts will integrate that Way Too Sexy vibe back into my life. But until then, I love to go the comedic route. I love to do something that is easily recognizable, um, but will make people laugh and really committing to the theme. This is why I need to be invited to the Met Gala someday. I need to give it my all and go over the top and nail it, be open to judgment, but let the people see what I pulled together. I actually know someone that just went to a camp-themed wedding recently. Camp was the Met Gala theme from a few years ago that I do not understand. I did give him some fashion advice. I did see the pictures. I think he nailed it. So I'm just adding to my resume of being able to dress for the situation, understand the situation, and I'm sure everybody at my party will at the very least know exactly what and who or whatever I am as soon as they open the door. The senior buttonista, though, she's the one you're going to want to look out for. She's coming to the party. I've never seen my mom dress up for Halloween ever. And we were throwing some ideas back and forth. And I came up with the perfect one. I don't think it's gone mainstream yet. I'm very excited. I've got it ordered for her. It's uh, reusing a lot of stuff that Charity has. So is my costume. That's always great 
don't spend a million dollars on a costume you're going to wear once. If if you're asking me, unless you're going all out and you have like a huge prize on the line. Ooh, ooh, write that down, Taylor. Write that down. I should do a costume contest at my Halloween party. Someone send me a message and remind me to do that. And maybe if you don't have plans on Halloween, you can come join me. Trick or motherfucking treat. I love that idea. Totally going to do a costume contest because the stakes need to be high. I would spend a little bit more if I was entering a costume contest. Obviously, in my line of business, I'm never allowed to win any of the contests that I'm involved in. So the same would go for my own party. But the senior botanista, she might be able to win. So stay tuned. I'm very excited for that. Which, if you're a little upset that you're not coming to the botanista's Halloween party, don't be because it's probably not going to be that exciting. But just know that we can all participate in a contest with high stakes together this coming weekend slash early next week because we are going to take October's Capital Region's Best Dressed and turn it into a Halloween costume edition. Yes, that's right. Oh, did I just see a ghost? Oh my God. Did I just see a ghost? I think I just saw a ghost. The ghost of Halloween costumes past said that is a great idea. They've been to Crossgates Mall. They've haunted the shit out of those hallways. They know where you're going to get your gift cards that you win. So if you are dressing up for Halloween this weekend or the very few people that I saw who dressed up last weekend, weird, but whatever, please tag me in your Halloween costume posts. A year ago, two years ago, I would have said this is so lame. We're too old to dress up for Halloween. It's not worth it. It's not necessary. But people change. Things change. So I want to see all you got. Give me your pop culture, your memes, your puns, your traditional, your makeup, whatever you're going to do. Tag me. You could win $200 to Crossgate Mall gift cards of your choice. I'm not trying to tell you where to shop. I'm not trying to tell you where to go. I'm just saying Crossgate has what you need. You get to pick what you like. And if you win, or at least you make the top nine, you're going to get a lot of love on the gram and potentially a little mini shopping spree. So that's another reason why I'm very much looking forward to Halloween this year and everything that's going on. Oh, one last thing on Halloween decor. I said I wasn't going to break the budget, right? I got the majority of my stuff from the dollar store. I stopped into Five Below. That store's not for me. Sorry. I know we praised Ocean State Job Lot last week and previously, but Five Below, I don't get it. It's so random. The only thing I saw in there was like a $5 soccer ball that would be good for my dog. Other than that, didn't do it for me. Two things, though, that are going to amplify my party that I wanted to mention. One is I'm ready to put string lights in my backyard. <sighs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Are string lights chuggy? Kind of. Oh, I don't know. I just need a little extra light back there. I think it would be fun. I've never been somewhere with string lights and been sad. I've always been in a good mood. Whether I'm in like the backyard at the confectionery, I'm in my Airstream in June Farms, I'm in Hudson in the Catskills at a trendy restaurant in New York City, you know, walking under a cool alleyway. String, there's something about string lights that makes you feel cool, even though they're chuggy. And no one's even saying chuggy anymore. So who am I? Who am I? I could have been chuggy for Halloween. Oh my God. But I, I know, just hear me out. I think I need string lights. I think it's going to give people that party vibe, the comfort, the familiarity, instead of throwing up freaking, uh, I don't even know what else you would do, spotlights. It could make or break my relationship. There's poles involved. There's ladders. The roof might be involved. And we're T minus, you know, five days and not a light has been strung. Uh, multiple lights have yet to be delivered from Amazon.com. So I think it's going to work out. I think it's going to be a nice addition to my backyard. I have a nice deck. Everybody loves a nice big wooded deck. I have that. And I want to light it up. I want to light up the night. So string lights are one little splurge that I think could last for parties in the future. But I have no idea how that shit is going to get installed in the time that I have left. It's last minute. It's going to cause a lot of stress. It's going to cause, for sure, another Halloween party planning committee meeting. 
And I'm ready for that. But my expectations are that we're going to try our best to hang the string lights. If you've ever hung string lights in your backyard or know somebody who has, shout me out because we're going to DIY it from Lowe's or Home Depot and figure out this pole situation. And if I have as much fun as I did at opening day at the track last year, I will be pole dancing on the poles at some point because that was my cue to leave the horseshoe on July 15th. The second thing I invested in that, again, chuggy slash coming back slash something I've always wanted, and this is partly inspired by the weddings that I've been to recently and some other IG content, is a Polaroid camera. I know, I know, I know, I know. When I worked at Urban Outfitters in college, we sold Polaroid cameras all the time. They were pretty expensive. The film is obviously expensive. We all know that. But for some reason, like vinyl records and all that, they've come back into style. There's just something kitschy, cute, fun about creating an instant memory like that. I think it's kind of like the selfish factor of like how when you FaceTime somebody, like only you look at yourself. Like I think I look better in a Polaroid picture than I do in real life on an Instagram, like on a regular iPhone picture. I mean, it's darker. You have like a nice glow to your skin. Like you just look hotter. I think it's like a flex to like show that you took Polaroids. But they've been a blast during the wedding scene, leaving some for your bride and groom to look at, you know, back at the party. And I've always wanted one. I've just never sucked it up and bought one. But I do think it's cute. The only thing is like, where do you store Polaroids? At Marshall's, I saw they had like some Polaroid frames, but I'm not really into like framing pictures of me and like my family and stuff. I go for the more obscure type of frames, like artwork and images like that. So I do want to do it at the party. I think people get a kick out of it. I think it's just a general crowd pleaser, but I never know what you do with them. I have so many great like photo booth pictures and Uh, Polaroids that I've kept from over the years and I just have no freaking clue what to do with it so TBD on that but I did want to make those two references because I think um, you guys know what I'm talking about when I say they're quote-unquote chuggy all right now I'm ready to move on another shopping situation we've moved on from Halloween however we really haven't because part of my Halloween party planning committee meeting was that I needed a few things from none other than the Salvation Army for my costume. We all know the drill. That's the perfect place to go. Perfect place to shop for Halloween costumes, you know, little accessories here and there. But I haven't really been to a Salvation Army recently where I've been able to actually thrift and thrive. And let me tell you, I did both this past weekend going into it with the goal of finding a few accessories for my costume and coming out with some of the best thrift store finds that I've had in a long time I'm gonna make this one easy for you I'm gonna list the four things that I found thrifting that I think you can look for anytime any place and this is not to jump on any of the professional thrifters out there, shout out to Lifting and Thrifting, Diner, Vintage Roundup. We talk about all of those gals quite a bit. There was another vintage market, I think a little lower upstate, but it was still called upstate this past weekend. I have so much respect for people that curate these things for a living because I found actually a really good amount of stuff this past weekend, but I spent over an hour in one thrift store to get that. And it's a, it's a big commitment. You have to know what you're looking for. And it's not something I do a lot. I usually leave it to the professionals and then I buy the items off of them and help their local business. But since I found myself at the thrift stores this weekend anyway, I was like so amped up about everything that I found and how little I spent compared to obviously everything else that I spend money on. And I have four takeaways that I think all my fellow fashionistas, my interior design, my home people can take away if they're bored on a Saturday or Sunday and want to go thrifting. Number one, both Senior Buttonista and I found some great oversized suit separates, blazers, like very 90s, early 2000s, perfect for, I just get scared I'm home alone and I feel like I heard something. 
that's not possible. Everything's locked. What a weird way to die that would be if somebody came in right now. Oh my God, why am I scared? Probably because I'm talking about all this spooky shit. Anyway, don't be scared, Taylor. Don't be scared. Just drink more Miller Lite or wine. Okay. Um, oversized blazers. Jones in New York. Casual Comfort was another brand. I got a really cool like pale brown taupe one that had pinstripes in it. I got a bright purple one with a double breasted buttons for literally like $7.99, $6.99. You cannot tell me that they look any different than what your Danielle Bernsteins, your We Wore What's, your influencers like on a mega scale are wearing right now with their wide leg jeans, chunky sneaks, turtleneck and gold jewelry. I was able to literally get that look and pull it together for $6.99 this weekend and I was so excited about it. Suit separates now I think have so much more versatility and meaning. I mean you've seen people wear hoodies underneath blazers. You've seen people wear blazers to you know casual brunches. They're not for board meetings anymore. The ones of the past that have the shoulder pads a little bit more of like a kind of a masculine hint to them. I think are just awesome and if you're eyeing one at ASOS or a big box retailer, seriously, just literally go to Salvation Army. There's no harm in it. Try them on. They have a range of sizes. So I was really excited because I'm not a huge blazer girl in general. I have them. Like I just bought one from the Rachel Comey collection at Target, but that's not my normal thing. Like I, for some reason, I just, I know how to style it, but it's not my like signature look, you know, but if there's a trend you want to try and you think you can find it in sort of like a vintage like throwback thrift way, that would be one that I certainly recommend. Number two, shifting out of clothes for a second and then we'll get back into it, is glassware. If you like intricate or neat glassware, you like all the colored glassware, the blues, the pinks, the greens, Salvation Army and thrift stores are a perfect place, especially if you own a house and you have storage to try to find different like seasonal table settings. I don't know if people still do that anymore, but when I was a kid, my mom always had a table setting on the dining room table if you have a formal dining room. So in my dining room that I recently posted a picture of that I've never sat at literally since I moved in, I have, you know, a placemat, a bowl, a napkin, a a glassware, and I'm open to changing that every single season to match whatever the you know, the weather is or the holiday or whatever, and just making that kind of fun. But again, am I going to spend a million dollars on it paying full price at West Elm or even uh, Joanna Gaines collection at Target? No, this is stuff you should always try to find on sale. There's unless you really, really need it or love it. There's really no need like reason to pay full price for freaking napkins and and fake dishes that you're never going to use. So I was able to get some nice big old like really nice old brand like glassware for the party this weekend that I can use for serving dishes. Um, I got some really really cute retro like flower floral print bowls that I can use for the dining room table for the spring. Purely decorative. I mean you could use them obviously there's nothing wrong with them but I mean you can literally get a whole set for your dining room table or your bar stools or whatever for like five dollars like it's ridiculous so that's another thing no one's ever gonna know I mean it's not like you like no one should be obviously embarrassed for thrift shopping but like vases I bought a bunch of vases that I needed for my flowers that I cut and I buy from Price Shopper or Trader Joe's or whatever so glassware of all kinds highly recommend especially if you're looking for something fun seasonal old school um it's just way easier and way cheaper to buy it from there third thing kind of a weird thing uh, flipping it back to clothing. Anytime I've thrifted in the past, I've never bought shoes before. I always thought it was kind of weird. And at first glance at a thrift store shoe rack, and again, professionals out there, if you're listening, correct me if I'm wrong. But the initial glance is not good. I mean, they look poor quality. There's like beat up Nikes, old Uggs. I mean, it doesn't look great. But if you take more than five minutes and you're there to to really find something, genuine leather shoes are what I would recommend looking for because they don't make them like they used to, honey. You've heard that phrase. I don't disagree. Both 
Senior Botanista and I found each a pair of genuine Italian leather shoes. Mine are more of like a square toe heeled moccasin. I can't wait to wear them and post them. Hers are like very European. They have like a very cool low heel. I mean, I swear to God, you would see them at Zara right now. Hers were 99 cents. Mine were $1.50. If you don't know, if you don't thrift every day, pretty much. Salvation Army does 50% off one color ticket. So if you're looking for white tickets, that might all be 50% off that day. So we got a steal on shoes. I mean, I got a, a pair of J. Crew little pointy toe, like uh, bow, like kitten heels that I needed for something for $3. I mean, it's ridiculous. But if you know what you're looking for, if you like want genuine leather, like stuff that you can't easily find cheaply anywhere else, sometimes these shoes haven't even been worn. I know it's a stretch. I know it's not your first thought is to jump into somebody else's old shoes, but I don't hate it. I was really pleased with the pair that I found. I think they're really cute. I can't wait to show them. And the other thing with all of this, especially when it comes to clothes or anything, even the glassware, if you are buying stuff for 99 cents, $3.99, $6.99, you're not going to beat yourself up if you wear them two or three times a year or even once a year, or even one time for one occasion. You're not going to be upset at the end of the season when you do your switch and you're feeling like you're torn, like you want to throw it out. It doesn't matter. Your investment was so little. You already gave these clothes a second life, another chance. Get a picture in it. Wear it for a special occasion or whatever the outfit is that it goes with and move on. It's not the end of the world, but turns out you'll end up really treasuring some of these things because of the story, because of the thrifting, I can see why people get hooked on it and open to business because it's like it's like storytelling without any answers. Like you don't know, but you're just like hoping you bought this off someone like my nanny or someone that we talked about before. So that's number three. Number four kind of goes with number two. So I did this out of order. Um, frames, gallery walls, super in right now. Grab some old frames, ornate, random, wood, metal. They're going to have them. If you're weird like me, I don't think you can see it in the frame of the video, um, but I picked up a crazy old school painting, oil painting this weekend with a very ornate frame. It is creepy. It is weird. I have already been told I'm not allowed to hang it in my bedroom because a certain someone doesn't want to look at it every night. I don't know what he's talking about, but... I will also post that on my Instagram later this week. But if you have a gaudy Italian bathroom like me, if you want a gallery wall, if you're into weird, um, I always say old school. That's not the word, but like, you know, canvas, painting, stuff like that that you can't easily um, kind of obtain. Go somewhere like that and look and be open to it and imagine, you know, hanging it up. Same thing as the shoes. Same thing as the blazer. You can hang it up for three months. If you don't love it, that's fine. Move on. Sell it at your own garage sale. But if you're looking for something different, I grew up changing rooms around, paint colors, artwork, napkin. We changed everything all the time. Nothing stayed the same. So if you have a lot of storage and you're interested in seeing new things all the time, again, another way to do it inexpensively. So that's my roundup on my thrifting and thriving. Like I said, I did both. I had a great time. And opposed to going like somewhere like Michael's, no offense to Michael's, great for certain things. But my mom also dragged me there this past weekend was like, oh my God, they have all this fall stuff on sale. And literally the worst quality things were originally like $80 and they were on sale for like $32. And I'm like, I could pick up this pumpkin with my pinky finger and they're trying to tell me this is a good deal. Absolutely the fuck not. I had way more fun thrifting this weekend and spending minimal money than I have in a long time going out somewhere and dropping a bunch and regretting it later. So that is my big hella chunk of fashion life out and about errand type of advice that I wanted to give you. Um, And before we get into this next topic, I just want to remind you, if you need real news, if you need real stuff worth talking about, go to the Times Union slash Times Union Hudson Valley. 
I'm a huge Times Union fangirl. I write for the real estate section. I have a story coming up in November about baby proofing. If any of my mom listeners have any advice on how to baby proof a home in a way that is design friendly, safe, etc. I don't really know, obviously, about this topic. So would love some advice on that. And I have a couple stories also coming up for women at work, which is always good for hashtag girl power, hashtag girl boss, learning all about women that are making a freaking difference here through their work in the capital region and beyond. And in general, you just need your news. There's weird shit that happens here. They're reporting on how New York State is one of the top five candy corn buyers in the whole state. I mean, in the whole country. So we live among, again, just a complete group of lunatics here buying out large quantities of candy corn. And they're going to give you everything to the minute, by the minute, whether you get it via email, to your doorstep, on Twitter. Subscribe, support local journalism, keep these people in business. Otherwise, we're going to have hell freaking nothing to talk about and no idea what's going on in the world. So as always, go to timesunion.com or timesunion.com slash Hudson Valley to get your latest news and subscribe. Tell them, please, Taylor Miriam Rayo, their biggest fangirl of all, sent you there. All right. I didn't really want to get into this topic, um, but I think I teased it. And then the last thing I'm going to do is just five more random things that I've been bringing up. I did it last week, just saying like things that don't fit into their own segment, but I want you to know, need you to know, or I think before that, though, I almost got canceled, I think, this past weekend with one of my posts because of the saying of a sweatshirt that I was wearing. I did not see this coming anywhere, but and I also didn't realize bad on me. I had already posted this picture once in a carousel and I completely forgot. I did not live up to my promise of sharing all of the June Farms content because I'm not a good latergram girl. I move on. I try to get, you know, photo ops and posts and content that I could use every day. And when I have a backlog of things that I keep needing to post, besides like old outfit pics, but they're not old, they're like a week old, I just have a hard time catching up. And I don't know how many times you guys a day want me to post. I don't want to overwhelm. Some people think I should be posting like a million times a day. I think I would lose followers. I don't know if you're into that. Anyway, I forgot I had posted this picture from June Farms in my sporting rich sweatsuit, which again, if you're a repeat listener, you know what I'm talking about. I've mentioned it many, many times because I've been wearing it many, many times. I posted it again over the weekend as a June Farms latergram, and I simply said, listen, sorry, I need to sit for this. It's a little deep. I simply said, I'm living in the sweatsuit. Perfect fall casual attire. Wish I was still at June Farms. Funny, cute, to the point, move on. I get a comment from somebody on Instagram. Not going to call them out. Respect them. Love. Peace and love. Everything with peace and love, right? Peace and love. The back of the sweatshirt said, move your body. And the comment that I received said that sweatshirts, captions, quotes like this, are discriminatory against people that cannot physically move their body. It is a term called ableism that I've never heard of in my life until this past Saturday. Ableism is, I guess, assuming that everybody can do everything physically. And this sweatshirt was taken in an offensive way that if somebody who was not able-bodied saw me wearing it, would have their feelings hurt or be upset that the sweatshirt said move your body when in fact not everybody in the world can move their body in the traditional sense of fitness and exercise. Okay. Um, My first reaction just based on the nature of the comment was um, I am always open and honest to feedback. It's fine with me. Criticism. Trust me, you can't be doing this if you are going to get your feelings hurt about every comment, you know, post, subtweet, whatever. It's I would be long gone if if that bothered me in any way, shape, or form. Um, what I don't love usually is if women are like preaching and posting about like building other women up and like being inclusive and like letting everybody just like rock their shit, do their thing, and then like basically troll or like hate on other women that are just rocking their shit and doing their thing. 
like I feel like that's a little hypocritical if you're trying to like support and let people just be individuals and do themselves um and then to get a comment like not I'm not saying it was tearing me down or anything it was like simple conversation starter commentary on the post um so I just thought like eh, am I really gonna engage like I didn't I didn't comment that's the the moral of stories I didn't like start a whole thing over this I just thought hmm interesting to, to post that like in hopes of like sparking some sort of like internet debate because that's I'm very anti like Facebook comments like back and forth I'm just not I'm the least confrontational person on the planet um so that was my first thought my second thought was okay what is this sweatshirt and this is the part that I find to be more embarrassing than the fact that this might have even offended somebody I don't know if any of you have heard of sporty and rich before but that is the name of the brand of the sweatsuit this brand came from a woman named Emily Oberg she was a um, she worked for complex magazine she worked for kith like she just has a fashion background blogging lifestyle like you know kind of athleisure whatever sneaks kicks all that and left those endeavors to pursue a brand of her own called sporty and rich and when I first learned about the brand I kind of took it as like a tongue-in-cheek situation I mean they're literally champion quality sweatshirts that have kind of catch-all vague phrases about fitness on them it's like sporty and rich fitness club I have another sweatshirt that I've worn that says be nice drink plenty of water and like that's it or something it says be nice and drink plenty of water I didn't overthink that phrase I just liked the color it went with my orange vibe that I had going on over the summer and I bought it I am not sporty and I am not rich so let's just clear the air on that I don't even need I shouldn't be buying sporty and rich sweatshirts what's more embarrassing about the fat about this sweatshirt this black freaking no nothing special it's not cashmere it's not made of any expensive materials it has like three words on the whole thing it's very discreet the most embarrassing thing about it isn't that it says move your body and I'm a fat fuck right now the most embarrassing thing is that it literally costs like $150 and I'm not bragging I'm like not happy that I bought that I bought it on sale I always buy pretty much everything on sale but this sweatsuit is not something that you can like check out of your cart with for 50 bucks this is like expensive that's embarrassing I'm more embarrassed that I bought a plain black sweatshirt for over $100 than I am that it says a phrase or says sporty and rich when I'm clearly fucking not sporty and rich Jesus Christ so my whole like thing of even wearing this brand is like kind of silly like Instagram got me I got got by the influencers I like the aesthetic I like the way that they do like drops like it's very exclusive so I got caught up in the hype of that where they only do drops every couple months and you can only get the drops until they run out and that's it I've talked about me jury in the past or however you pronounce it with their jewelry same type of thing I love after studying marketing not a flex literally a cat could study marketing I'm sure you all know that um I love the way brands like like hook you I love like looking at their funnel I like looking at their emails their social media the aesthetic of it like I love brands I love brands I love being brand loyal whether it's Glossier Sporty and Rich Me Jury local stuff metabolic like whatever I like me being brand loyal I like it and I'm willing to pay more for it and I'm willing to promote them and rep them and like proudly wear and represent things that I believe in the marketing because marketing isn't always gimmicky it's not always yes it's always about money it's always about getting new customers but it's about like building something that people like believe in and follow along with and are repeat customers it's one thing to like market to somebody on freaking uh what's it called tv guide or whatever hsn and try to get somebody to buy oxyclean one time for 19.99 that's a gimmick but to create a a whole persona that is most likely aspirational something that people imagine themselves to be something people want to be trust me I wish I was playing tennis in the Hamptons and I had skinny pencil thin legs hot dogs if you will my legs are legs they are not hot dogs it's not hot dogs or legs for me it's just legs and they're not great but 
when I look at Sporty and Rich and I look at their brand, I take it with a grain of salt and think, ooh, I would like to be that. I would like to be Sporty and Rich. That's not really addressing the fact that this phrase, move your body, could be seen as offensive. But if you took issue with it and you researched the brand, you would kind of understand that these little catchphrases are very much tongue-in-cheek about working out, taking care of your health, drinking water. I have a hat that just says wellness. Like they've done stuff on mental health with Kevin Love from the NBA and stuff like that. So it's not... It's not so freaking literal, you know? And I I mean, something like that is very, very obscure. Um, I need to, I guess I should look more into ableism and what that means. And I understand, trust me, I understand not everybody has the capabilities. I watched A Thousand Pound Sisters over the weekend. So I get it. I totally get it. To me, if I read Move Your Body, I mean, that could mean anything, right? That could be move your body from your hand to the glass. It could be take a Zumba class. It could be, you know, walk to the kitchen and get a snack. I mean, it's not so literal. Move your body, get out there and work out for 130 minutes. You know, someone who commented on the post that was chirping me said that they think that people that buy stuff like that, that says this stuff are, you know, buying it to motivate them. And that is partly true. I've had mentioned that I'm trying to get back into some fitness regime myself. So I I kind of do resonate with that. And I think maybe there was an aspirational pull that was like, oh, if I get this, I'm going to want to move my body. I'm going to want to do that. And I have. So maybe it worked. Maybe the money was well spent. Who the fuck knows? But obviously, I didn't mean anything bad by it. I, I guess I appreciate it being called to the attention of a market that would be interested to learn about how these things could be offensive. Um... When I tried to think about like how I would equate it, like I'm just thinking how many like like shirts and stuff have weird freaking phrases like like I don't sweat, I sparkle. Well, what about Prince Andrew? He said he has a disorder where he can't sweat. Like, is he upset by that? Um, that's a joke. Obviously, I hope someone laughed at that. Jesus Christ! But I mean, can I not wear a sweatshirt that says Ithaca College because some people are not able to go to college, so it's offensive or it would hurt their feelings that you're wearing a sweatshirt that represents an opportunity that someone else wasn't able to have. Obviously, I understand physical impairments are much more um, serious and whatever. But I think anybody, regardless, can move their body like in some way, shape, or form. So that totally threw me for a loop. I had a couple ride or die buttonistas come to my defense. I'm not confrontational. I'm just going to look it over. But now that most of you have seen the sweatshirt, I'm curious if anybody else took it that way because I certainly didn't. I'm not going to stop wearing it. Like I said, I literally wear it to Target and my stepson's baseball games and around the house. It's a it's a stupid sweatsuit to begin with. Stupid money, stupid, not impressive quality, stupid brand that is just Instagram worthy. Like it's dumb. I get it. Don't question me on that because I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I spent too much money on it. Who gives a shit? You spend money on stupid things too. So I don't know. I just thought that was a weird thing. I don't know if anybody caught it. Nobody engaged with it on my Instagram, so I really don't care. But And some of you are like, you probably do care because you are talking about it. But I just thought it was funny, and I just had mentioned sweatshirts earlier because I'm wearing one right now. But this one's from Target, and it's not pretentious, and it's not fake at all. It's just Joy Lab, and it's very nice, actually. Um, All right. I think we have spent a lot of time on this podcast today. I'm going to run through five random things I need to say, and I will not... um, I will not elaborate. I'm just going to say them as full sentences and that's it. Maybe two sentences, okay? Number one, the sweater dress unshrunk. Honey, I shrunk the sweater dress and you all came to my rescue. You told me to soak it in the sink, put some hot water and soap on it, and stretch that bad boy back out. So even though I've had that sweater dress for like three years, I wouldn't have been totally devastated to see it go. I had just worn it. I was kind of loving it. It's a classic. It's always going to be part of the closet until you freaking throw it in the dryer. But you all came to my rescue. It's drying right now in the closet. And hopefully you will see me in that sweater dress again in 2022 because I don't typically repeat outfits within the same calendar year. Number two, I don't know who needs to hear this. This is a good nobody asked me. Get 
your receipts emailed to you. Marshalls, Home Goods, Ulta, wherever you are, the Target app. Don't act like you're better than the extra 30 seconds with the cashier when they ask you for your email. Getting an email receipt has saved me so much money recently because I lose printed receipts. It's a digital world for digital girls. Take the extra time at the register, get your email address in their system. Who gives a fuck about coupons? I give a bigger fuck about having an email receipt, a little QR code, shout out to them. 2021, thriving with the QR codes. Get your receipts emailed to you. Number three, someone asked me on my Instagram this week, Uggs, hot or not? Honey, Uggs are not hot, but what I will tell you is they are necessary. I just clicked purchase, add to cart on my third pair of Uggs. They're all for separate occasions, but they are all casual, snowstorm, snow day, walking to the bar for a little Sunday fun day. There's a time and a place, and that's the point. There's a time and a place for Uggs. Number four, I'm not into Jason Sudeikis. He hosted Saturday Night Live this week. Haven't watched Ted Lasso yet. I'm way more into his ex, Olivia Wilde, than I am him. I don't think he's charming. I don't think he's hot. I didn't love SNL this week. Put it away. Number five, get yourself a Quip toothbrush. Not an ad, just a personal endorsement from the Buttonista. I have been told by medical professionals across the board that my teeth are pristine. You know that because I've mentioned it because I'm that freaking proud of it. I give it all up to Quip toothbrushes. Get Quip.com if you're really curious. I just bought my second one, my first one I've had for about three years. It shit the bed. And then I drop Carter's in the toilet. I hope Carter doesn't know. I changed the brush head though because you get a recurring delivery if you just pay $10 every three months. It's worth it. My new Quip is coming in soon. My teeth will remain pristine. And it's a smartphone Bluetooth toothbrush that I just got where I'd be able to check my brushing activity. It's like an Apple Watch fitness tracker for your tooth brushing. I take nothing more seriously then my moneymaker, my smile, the vehicle in which all these stupid, stupid, stupid words come out of. I love Quip toothbrushes. Get yourself some kind of electric toothbrush, but not the overwhelming one that feels like a vibrator. Just a nice, steady, one AAA battery type of toothbrush like a Quip. That's it. I've had enough. I've talked your ear off. Are you ready? Am I ready? Say it with me. Thank God. It's Tuesday. I will see you next week with another, another, oh my God, she will never stop. She'll never stop. Another episode of the Botanista Podcast. Thank you. Good afternoon. Good night. Good morning. Hashtag first sip club. Hashtag see you next Tuesday. I hope this recorded. You never freaking know with me. You never know. <laughs>